you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going and Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. Of course, taped live at the Twitch and the YouTube. Twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. YouTube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. On today's episode, he's back. Not better than ever. He's no. old. Well, we're not talking about Bischoff. Oh yeah. So Vince McMahon is back in the uh, in the WWE. So we're going to talk about Impact Wrestling and NXT as sort of our cool down for the day. Yes. Because we got a lot to and talk I about. Feel like we might get a, a fairly cathartic call from uh, Triple H later. We do have a call from Triple H coming up later. He confirmed via text. No idea what that is going to entail this is a big this might be the biggest call that you've taken from him in your in your career here at going and are Raw. you going to be on the call you're sitting right next to me i don't see any reason why you shouldn't be here. brother you have no idea you how much sit here and do paperwork, paperwork i, I don't have see a pile of paperwork anywhere to be honest with you no no it's in it's in Lacey's office because she gathers it for me she sorts it for me and then she gets it ready so then why do you always have slips of paper in here why is it not always in Lacey's office number one you're asking a lot of there's questions. a lot of holes in the story all right that's all i'm saying there's a lot of holes in your story anyways let's move on uh, people don't want to hear us bickering about paperwork or being on calls, I suppose. They want to hear about <sighs> Vince being back. So let's go back to December 13th. There was a report from the Wall Street Journal. And in that report, uh, Wall Street Journal reported that Vince 
had told people close to him that he was plotting a return to WWE. Well, now it's official. Vince is back. Blech. So WWE announced this morning that Vince will be returning to WWE's board. Just yesterday, Wall Street Journal had a report which outlined Vince's plan to reclaim some measure of control of the company, reporting that Vince, uh, quote, told the company that he is electing himself and two former co-presidents and directors, uh, Michelle Wilson and George Berrios, to the board. It continues, Mr. McMahon sent a letter to WB's board in late December detailing his desire to return to the company he ran for four decades to help guide a strategic review process, according to people familiar with the matter. Mr. McMahon thinks there is a narrow window to kick off a sales process because WB's media rights, including for Raw and SmackDown, are about to be renegotiated, according to people. Uh, here's some more from Wall Street Journal. Quote, the board responded last month in a letter, Mr. McMahon, that it was prepared to initiate a review process and would welcome working with him on it. However, it said unanimous, unanimously agreed that Mr. McMahon's return to the business wouldn't be in the shareholders' best interest, according to people familiar with the letters. He has communicated to the board that unless he has direct involvement as executive chairman from the outset of a strategic review, he won't support or approve any media rights deal or sale, the people said. So let's take a break here. Yeah. Vince is the largest single shareholder in WB, and he has a voting, uh, sorry, 80% voting uh, uh, interest. Yeah, yeah. Um, So he can say, I'm on board now. He can also say, I know, and it, part of the letter that we're going to talk about that his response yeah. was, I am shareholder. <laughs> I own most of them, or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm the largest holder. And what is it like, is it 30%? It's like somewhere? 36% okay. or something like that, yeah. I, I have, you know, like a third of the stock of, yeah. of the shares. I know what's best for shareholder, yeah. and it's me. Yeah, I know. Um, so uh, so what's also interesting about this is that he sort of, he, he brought his own brain trust back from the dead, George Barrios and Michelle Wilson. Two people he had fired from their position, I believe as co-CEO, to bring in Nick Khan. To bring in Nick Khan. Now, uh, if I remember correctly, and maybe you can remember this too, the main crux of their firing had to do with them being staunchly pro WWE network. Yes. They thought it was more beneficial. They wanted the OTT aspect of the network. Yes, to own their own yes. streaming network as yeah. opposed to licensing it out to Peacock. Yes. yes. Now, obviously, because they went off together and formed their own like uh, media agency. It says in here thing. too, in, in Vince's. Uh, uh, so, anyways, oh, yeah. So, so he brought them back. And so to basically bolster his thing, because now he's basically taken a like he, he, him and and George and Michelle uh, w- being brought onto the board would then mean that three other people would be off the board. Yes. So these are three, you know, yes or three yes Vince votes right here, yeah. and then uh, two other people voluntarily just were like, "I'm out of here," including the fella that uh, was responsible for the investigation. Yes. yes. Into Vince's NDAs and allegations and such. Yeah. So now my understanding is that there's nine people on the board currently. Okay. Yeah. That's what I saw this morning. Yeah. After all the and he kept uh, Nick Khan, Stephanie McMahon, and Triple H. Yes. Uh, so he basically has like six people who are going to vote whichever way he wants to go. Seemingly. Or pro- possibly. So uh, shortly after Wall Street Journal's report, Vince issued a statement confirming 
that he was planning on rejoining the company, stating that he, quote, has taken necessary actions to position the company to capitalize on a unique opportunity to maximize long-term value for all W shareholders. The actions communicated to WB's board of directors today via written consent include the election to the board of Mr. McMahon, as well as Michelle Wilson and George Berrios, uh, former WB co-presidents and board members, and currently the co-founders and co-CEOs of ISOS Capital Management. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the company they got. And the requisite removal uh, from the board of three directors, Mr. McMahon, expects to assume the role of executive chairman of the board. Mr. McMahon's new role will enable unified decision-making through the company's upcoming media rights negotiations and a parallel full review of the company's strategic alternatives, which Mr. McMahon believes is the right course of action and in the best interest of WB and the WB's shareholders amidst the current dynamics in the media entertainment industry. As Mr. McMahon has communicated to the board, he believes there is a narrow window of opportunity to create significant value for all shareholders and that to do so, the strategic alternatives review must occur in tandem with the media rights negotiations. He also expressed to the board that he believes these two initiatives require Mr. McMahon's direct participation, leadership, and support as controlling shareholder. Vince also mentioned in his statement, quote, WB has an exceptional management team in place. I do not intend from a return to have any impact on their roles, duties, or responsibilities. Okay, now pause there, because that is kind of important if you're trying to find the glass half full, because I'll be honest with you, man, like what we concern ourselves with here primarily is what we see on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously for many fans out there, the number one concern is creatively speaking, how is this going to affect the product? Triple H has been doing a much better job yeah. than Vince McMahon had been. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you can try to argue the counter, but I, I just don't think you're paying attention if you do. Um, so I, I wonder if this entire thing was, let, let, me, let me put it this way. If Vince wanted a fight, mm-hmm. I don't know how much the board could have put up a fight, but if he wanted to avoid one, he could have said, listen, I'm just going to come back because... We know that, for example, Endeavor mm-hmm. has uh, uh, might be other, or, or, or anybody yeah. that is looking to buy WWE might want to only do business if Vince is around. Yeah, um, he has been. He put himself in a position to be synonymous with professional wrestling. Yeah, and you could argue that the success of these deals have been because he put himself in that position. People like to deal with him, and so they do. Um, Maybe, and again, it's the kind of thing where you'd have to just sort of take him that he's going to actually, you know, stick to this. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe he said, look, don't put up a fight. Everything stays the way it is. I'm just here to oversee sale of the deal, which is my right anyways, because I own 80% of, of the voting rights. Yeah. I mean, you look at, you read the letters that the board and, and Vince exchanged towards the end of December. And while the verbiage isn't necessarily contentious, oh, the the the, the subtext is, yeah, yeah, it is very much so. It is. Uh, well, he held the media rights deals over their heads. He says, "I have to sign off on this stuff." Yeah, and I'm not going to unless I'm part of the deal. Yeah, he leveraged his 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 majority shareholder deal to to get back in in that respect. And I guess then the question is, we'll get to more more later. If he makes himself a central aspect of these uh, meteorite slash acquisition talks, Mm -hmm. is he going to try to leverage his way into a position where post-sale, post-meteorites deal, 
he's back in charge. That's that's entirely possible. So, uh, so Fightful Select heard from sources than WB, and they were all floored by the announcement of Vince's return. Apparently, nobody had any warning this was going to happen. Uh, and talent within the company were concerned that Vince could return to his duties as head of creative now that he is back in the company. PW Insider reported this morning that WB, quote, just sent word to their employees there will be an all-hands-on-deck meeting later this afternoon, commencing at 3.30 Eastern. So that started about 10 minutes ago. It's about 12.40 Pacific time. Uh, Brandon Thurston, great follow on Twitter from yeah. WrestleNomics, yeah. Uh, reported that WB <clears throat> issued a new filing in conjunction with Vince's return, which stated, quote, uh, this is Brandon Thurston uh, uh, summarizing it, Vince puts himself, Michelle Wilson, George Berrios on the board and removes independent directors Alan Wexler, Joanne Lyons-Dillon, and Jeffrey Speed. The filing show Vince making changes to WB's bylaws so media rights deals and any company sales can't be made without his approval. Where it really, really gets interesting in this filing is that includes the correspondence between Vince and WB board leading to the, his return, um, and including an email dated December 27th where the board pushes back against Vince's return by saying, although we welcome your participation in the launch of a strategic review process to evaluate strategic alternatives and your role in that process, we are prepared to initiate such a process and are happy to work with you to ensure that it is the best process for the company and all shareholders. It continues. Although we welcome your participation in the launch of a strategic alternative review process, it is also our unanimous, this is the board, unanimous view that you return the company at this time while government investigations into your conduct by the U.S. Attorney's Office and SEC are still pending would not be prudent from a shareholder value perspective. This determination is based on a variety of factors, including non-public information the board has become aware of. So repeat that one, please. Including non-public information the board has become aware of. And the rest to the company and shareholders of placing a greater spotlight on these issues. So am I to read this? Am I, am I to believe reading this that there's still more shit that has not been made public that is still waiting in the wings to be made public, which is even more damning than the, than the, the allegations before. That's how I read this. Or well. at least uh, greater to or equal than uh, yeah. <laughs> allegation mania. I mean, yeah, it, in, in brief, it's uh, there's further embarrassment heading your way, Vince. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the email concludes that the board has attached a draft letter agreement which stated that the board would not agree to, quote, the shareholder demand that the company file suit against you, you being Vince, on the conditions that you can conf uh, confirm your commitment to repay all the investigation-related expenses incurred by the company, and you agree not to serve as an officer, director, or employee of the company during the pendency of the government investigation. So, And then in an email dated December 31st, Vince responded by saying, fuck you. Basically no. what it says. He said, unless I have direct involvement and input as executive chairman from the outset, I will not be able to support or approve any media rights deals or strategic transaction. It's unfortunate that the board would seek to use this conclusion to attempt to extract an agreement for me not to return to the company. Uh, any construct along these lines is entirely unacceptable, especially in light of the critical inflection points now facing the company, meaning, of course, the digital media rights or the media rights. Coming yeah, yeah. Up. essentially that he's essentially what he's saying is like, if I'm involved in this, we're at a point now where I can make the company and possibly if the company sold the shareholders a ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. And overlook everything else because of that. You're not going to strong arm me because, uh, you know, regardless of what what more information 
is out there. I mean, you know, do we have to remind people that this is a guy who's been accused of multiple sexual assaults? You know, and besides the, the, the workplace HR nightmare that he seems to be and the fact that since he's been gone, those workplace cultural issues have largely been taken care of. Yep. Like it's everybody across the board, every report we hear from from talent, from employees, from talent. It's a much better place that he's gone. Yep. Now, hopefully, again, for those of us who would like to think that, you know, that there's some. This isn't a complete and total disaster. Maybe the fact that there is a spotlight on him, maybe the fact that all this shit has come out, maybe the fact that there's still some non-public information waiting in the wings, which, by the way, I don't think for a second that the Wall Street Journal report, uh, 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 you know, the, what was it? Shane's the the the, the dossier. It wasn't a dossier. The lockbox. The lockbox, right? Yeah. The timing on all that wasn't, in my opinion, coincidental. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but you would think that maybe if nothing else, you know, even if Vince comes back to creative, if the creative product is crap, okay, that sucks for us fans. I just don't want him to be harassing people Mm -hmm. and, and, and treating them like shit backstage, which you would think might go away because there's such a spotlight on him, but I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I I mean, it's his company. Vince at. Several junctures in his life has not shown the the, the greatest amount of self awareness in no. a lot of regards. So no, if if he, his his attitude is this is my company that I built and nobody's going to take it away from me. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen him be defiant in media appearances. We've heard of, of instances where he is defiant. Um, and if if that's his if if he's out there looking for a fight, yeah, and he wants that fight, he will get his fight one way or the other. That's yeah, just right. his his attitude seemingly. Um. So, I mean, mentioned earlier, I guess the worst possible scenario in terms of having Vince back in control would be during negotiations for meteorites, a sale, he would be able to negotiate into the deal his return Mm -hmm. to day to day control of the company. I would be hard pressed to think that a broadcast partner or a prospective buyer would want the baggage of having Vince McMahon around, mm-hmm. especially in the midst of a government investigation, especially if there's potentially more allegations that could be made public. Um, that would be a, a potentially a public relations nightmare for whoever bought it or you know purchased or licensed the TV rights. Um, and that's not even taking into account the quality of the programming you have on the show, the the morale within the corporate offices and backstage amongst talent. If Vince comes back, how many people are going to be clamoring to get out of there mm-hmm. because they don't want to deal with his bullshit anymore? Mm-hmm. Well, also, you know, Brandon, Thur- I was watching a, a bit of the post wrestling uh, show this mm-hmm. morning. <clears throat> Thurston was on there talking with John Pollock and he had uh, brought up that during the, or one of the, 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 the last earnings calls, Stephanie McMahon said that during the period where Vince McMahon mm-hmm. was going through all this, there is a pause in ad media sales and yeah. ad sales yeah. <clears throat> because of this stuff. Yeah. And you know, that's where, that's where the money is. That's where the real money is. Yeah. And so you're right. Like, I don't know if they would want to deal with his shit because it just, it just looks really bad. Yeah. I mean, at one point that, that John Pollock had brought up was, you know, Dana White was caught slapping his wife on camera, a new year's Eve party. And, you know, as a result, 
the slap fight show had been pushed back a week. Yeah, I know. you know, and they're not gonna. There's not gonna be any real accountability. Corporations aren't gonna really care unless it really affects their bottom line. Otherwise, they're like, you know, we're not we're not here to be the morality police. We care about the bottom line, and if it doesn't affect that, we're not gonna give a shit. I mean, you see what's going on with Adidas and Kanye, and and what's coming out about that stuff. Um, they they simply don't care. Um, so if, if it's going to be the thing that continually, uh, uh, shines an embarrassing light on them mm-hmm. and it actually affects their bottom line, then yeah, they're going to have a big problem with it. But that's, I don't, I don't know if that's going to be a real thing or not. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. I mean, I guess it depends on the nature of the government investigation, additional allegations. Dude, those big corporations do not like governments being involved no. in their business. And that, that is actually a bigger sticking point than I think any morality issues is, uh, the government being involved in an investigation mm-hmm. of Vince McMahon, they're not going to sign off anything being brought on there. And in, 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 like on top of that, these corporations, they want control. And if you have one guy who's trying to negotiate his own power within yeah. that company, I don't, I don't know if they're going to bite on that. I mean, let's be honest, man. There's, in my opinion, there's like one major <laughs> suitor, <laughs> not human suitor, yeah. corporate, corporate suitor. suitor. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's NBC Universal yeah. because they have such a long relationship with them. Yeah. They're already on Peacock. They know the benefit mm-hmm. firsthand mm-hmm. because of Peacock of keeping WWE in house. Yep. They can afford it. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, and and if it's if it's sort of true that like because I think it was I think it was probably fightful. Maybe you can you you can shed some light on that. But like when the la, the just the last Wall Street Journal story broke mm-hmm. about him concocting the idea to come back. Like it, at, I think it was at NBC Universal. There was some pushback. Like, what is going to happen here? Like, why? Why is this happening? This is going to rock the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, and if if that wasn't reported on, I can guarantee there are people there thinking this is just everything's been smooth sailing. Yeah, yeah. Vince coming back is not no that. No, it's the opposite. Of that it's 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 majorly rocking the boat. Mm-hmm. Um. So I guess if 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 the idea is Vince is coming back simply to facilitate a sale or digital media deal without procuring himself more power control in the process than what's his angle here is it just to him to, yeah him to no that's the, a good question to that's get the final say you know hey i did this um and uh i got us the the largest deal i made us all you know rich beyond our wildest imaginations like what's what's what in, in my opinion there's two there's two possibilities here Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. 
Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. And it plays into two. There's two distinct roads and maybe it's a little of both. Maybe he, he gets them both. One is purely the business aspect of it. He truly believes that to cash out and to make the biggest deal possible, which is what he wants. He wants to double up what UFC got. Yeah, probably. That's what he wants. UFC got four. He probably wants eight. Yeah. Right? And so that'll be his crowning achievement, to see this through to the end. Mm -hmm. He is a sentimentalist. He is a historian. And I think for him to think, oh, I... I created this thing. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, uh, uh, I, I went around territory to territory, snatching them up, get them all, getting all the talent. I put everybody out of business for me to get to this point and see it through to the end, selling the company for a massive amount of money. Yeah. I think that's probably intertwined with the ego aspect of things. I think he truly believes he's the guy to get it done. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, he wants to be the guy to get it well, done. I don't think it's just I think he's the, he probably thinks he's the only guy who can get it done. Yeah. 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 Contrary to like the evidence that we've already seen where Nick Khan is an incredibly capable yeah. person and yeah. probably maybe more capable than Vince McMahon oh, yeah. to get something like this done. So I think I dude, I think I think it sort of intersects at the at the crossroads of ego and business. Yeah. You know, I think he believes that he is the guy. I mean, you know, whether and so whether or not you know, he would have any desire to run the day to day at this point. I don't I, 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 you know, maybe, maybe not. I honestly don't know. I, I fucking yeah. hope not. Yeah, I hope not. Obviously, we all hope not. Yeah. Um, because, you know, the fact that he was going in there, not remembering whether or not a certain match had taken, he'd booked a certain match the week before, like it was me doing W Steve W. <laughs> <laughs> you do it for an hour and then the next week. Wait, did I do the, what happened what last, I do week? last time? Yeah. What I, but that was from apathy. You know, this yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's, he's, he's got a mad billion dollar TV deal. Yeah. He's supposed to remember the matches that he had on yeah, last you'd week. You'd like to think so. You'd like to think so. Uh, it's going to be inter- interesting to see what happens um, in the near future. I mean, it, it's, it's. I just I, saw what you were looking at yeah, here because I kind of want to talk about that too. Um, there's been a, you know, uh, a lot of talk on, on, on internets about, who we could sell the company to, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the stock price up about twenty percent since the the announcement of his return and his intention to potentially sell the company, um, it's up to what like eighty five dollars, eighty six dollars, or something like that. Yeah, with yeah. The, the valuation like... of the company has gone up too. So, 
it's going to, you know, we, th- we thought after 2022 concluded that, you know, we were, we were wondering, Hey, how could 2023 be wilder in the world of professional wrestling? Well, we're, let me ask you this. Why is it neither of us of the year? Why is it neither of us? We had this big, like predictor predictive story, a uh, story drop. And neither of us were like, Vince McMahon's going to come back and take over WWE. Again. I mean, it occurred to me, but I was like, ah, is it because neither of us wanted it to happen? And maybe <laughs> if I, if, if we didn't, if we didn't mention it, talk about it, it wouldn't happen. Mm hmm. Uh, let's talk about this now. Uh, although, let's get to some super chats here really quick because yeah, we yeah. had a couple. We did, we did. Uh, uh, Jose Alaguna here says this new season of Succession is wild. Uh, Planes Drifter says Vince Open SmackDown lol. Uh, uh, Taylor Feely says, uh, do you think he's going to fire everybody again? I mean, right now he he is just angling to become the executive chairman of the board, head of the board. Um. And, uh, I mean, yeah, does he have the power and the votes on the board to potentially, you know, do whatever he wants to in the executive level of WWE, including firing everybody? Probably. Mm, yeah. Uh, that hasn't happened yet. And uh, <laughs> the day is still. Hopefully the, the, it doesn't. Yeah. You know, maybe at this 3.30 call, it's about a half hour in. He's like. <laughs> oh, I know. They're having a meeting and they're. Saying, all right, this is this is happening now. We're going to monitor that, too. Yeah. We're going to talk here in a second about some CM Punk yeah, stuff. Uh, uh, Nasso, and par- apologies to get the name wrong, says, Hello, friendos. Today, CM Punk stated he's ready to deal with AEW. If he apologized to Hangman and comes back, what story would you put him in? So I guess that's a good segue to... Yeah, so in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, the Observer himself, Dave Meltzer, says, Things have heated up regarding the Dax Harwood podcast and CM Punk seemingly pushing that he wants to come back and do business. Punk posted on Instagram a photo of him with FTR as well as pushing his number two in merch sales and a list of the most watched YouTube videos from AEW in 2022, of which he was in many of them, including the top two. Um, <clears throat> uh, so I'm looking at the 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 the, the, the the actual article that I'm uh, reading is from is from uh, our friend who's over at Wrestle Talk. Um, Meltzer, uh, they say, with the belief being that Tony Khan and CM Punk are now working on a contract buyout with no compete as a sticking point. That was that's been a thing that's for a, a while much, now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dave Meltzer is suggesting an alternate path for negotiation, suggesting this: the unique part of the story is that dissension would likely be a benefit to Punk, as would falling business numbers, because Punk's value would be the idea he could get numbers back up during what would be a contract year. In theory, he should be okay by April or May after his tricep surgery. That would also be around the time FTR's contract expires. Um. Uh, Melter continues, while there was a ton of talk about Dax Harwood's podcast within the company, the one thing that didn't seem to get around or mentioned was him saying that if there was a Mount Rushmore of tag teams, that the Young Bucks should be on it for all the things they've done in the ring and their influence on the business in terms of, you know, uh, FTR maybe being a lubricant between CM Punk and the Young Bucks. Um, You know, dude, obviously with CM Punk burning it down to the degree he did, during the media scrum and the, the ensuing fight that happened afterwards. Yeah. Um, it'd be easy to say, as we had for months, man, there's no way he can come back from this. But at the same time, if you look back in the history of pro wrestling, what we got? Just saying your, your audio is peeking over yeah, there. a little bit. In the history of pro wrestling, um, there have been much worse things, including uh, guys getting stabbed with scissors. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, that have taken place and people still do business. 
Um, I, I, I think that CM Punk and, and on top of that, what he's talking about with the business aspect of things, AEW's total viewership again was not great. It was yeah. like 850,000 or something like that. Yeah. And the demo was, uh, I think the lowest demo number in, in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a really good dynamite. It was a relaunch of a dynamite. We had a new look. Yep. Yep. We had some pretty decent storylines. Things are going well in terms of creative yeah. for dynamite. Um, but still, they can't seem to get that viewership back close to the million mark. I mean, yeah. at this point, you know, even NXT did pretty well. And they did like 660 or something in the mm-hmm. overall viewership. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, if if you want evidence that CM Punk, who was plus you know, Delta, the plus Delta, <laughs> uh, do, do you, if you're Tony Khan, do you sit him down and be like, "Hey, we we got to figure this out"? I mean, you make those efforts before, and I would just, I would like to think that those efforts were made before any talk of a buyout. You know, you would think buyout talks would be last resort. Okay, this is this is the situation can't be resolved. Either people are are unwilling. To sit down and discuss it, or unable to come to some sort of compromise, or, 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 you know, come to some sort of consensus about how to proceed. And at which point, if if it's an untenable situation, that's that's the point you get to where you talk buy out of whatever party that you choose. In Tony Khan's case, you don't want to have in the company anymore. If if none of that happened, I don't know. Um, but yeah, you'd like to think for the the betterment of business. You know, whether whatever you think about Phil. You know, there's data to back up that he was he made a major impact uh, on AEW's overall business prospects, yeah. and hence plus Delta. Um, but I, I can't predict what's going to happen anymore. Yeah, yeah over, over the last year, I'm lost. I'm, I'm completely lost, lost. Yeah. completely lost. So nothing. We got I nothing. don't know. I mean, I in predictions, I said Punk was going to wrestle this year. Yeah. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. I think it, dude. You know, it's been it's been since September now, and if he can't even come back till April, that's like that's a that's a long it, time. It, you know, if if they sat down or or got on Zoom or had a conference call and they are try to talk things out, and you know, they reached a bit of a stalemate. Maybe the idea was, all right, we got time. Mm-hmm, yeah, he ain't coming back. He can't come back for several months. So let's everybody go their separate ways. Mm-hmm. We'll see if cooler heads prevail. Let's try this again in a few months and see if we can all work this out. And yeah. in the interim, maybe the situation is Tony Khan had the idea of a buyout in his back pocket. And it's something like, hey, if you'd rather go this route rather than wait around to see if it's going to work out, I understand. That being said, we can't have you go to WB as soon as you're ready to go. So I don't know. I don't know. It's it's The whole situation is a mess, and we haven't heard really necessarily from any party that they've made overt public steps to make this situation less of a mess you know dude he doesn't have to be he doesn't have to be your backstage locker room leader guy as no. much as he would like to think <laughs> as he much is. as he wants to be yeah he can be the leader of his own locker room <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> his own private dressing room and and just look because look i know plenty of people out there like to hear about the backstage stuff they like to hear oh he's backstage yeah doing a lot of cool shit but the, at the end of the day let me tell you something brother the only thing that really matters is what we see on TV. Yeah. You know? And if, if you trot him out there for a 10-minute a, a promo and, and you learn from the mistakes of the past and you sit down and say, okay, Punk, Hangman, we're going to make some money here, but let's get on the same page with what to say yeah. to each other yeah, uh, and make sure that we don't stray from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I feel like 
you know, they're all grown-ups. You know, so we called Dangman Page an empty-headed dumb fuck. You know, maybe he's just like, hey, I want to do business. It was it was heated. I felt I was attacked. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like you have done plenty in this business, Hangman Adam Page. Yeah. And then Hangman Adam Page can say, yeah, I'm sorry, I, 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 I shot on you. Yeah. <laughs> you I know? know, I like Colt Cabana. He's a cool guy. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, like we said, and I know it's it's different now than it was like in 1993 or whenever Sid stabbed Arn Anderson. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's different days now. Yes. But uh, that being said, I kind of feel like nothing happened that really. And I know, you know, Alvarez had brought up, you know, literally Matt Jackson had said this is the worst, you know, the most difficult two months of my life. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm sure things will be a lot more difficult if the company keeps on tanking in the ratings. And they don't get that deal that they want. And somebody's got to swallow their, their pride and say, yeah. you know, this guy actually does bring a lot. This angle is really hot. Yeah. Or he can just say, you know what, for the better of the company, I don't want to have anything to do with him. Here's, but he can come back. Here's another thing. And, you know, Dax's claim that CM Punk really didn't want anything to do with the, the AEW championship. If we take him at his word. And it was a thing that Tony Khan was like, hey, this is what I think is better for the company. And Punk's like, all right, fine. If it's better for the company, I'll do it. Keep the, you know, it it seems, and it could just be a short-term thing, or I can just be completely off base. It seems that as of late that Tony Khan is getting away from, he's using the guys that he brought in from WWE to help get AEW guys over. And if, if there was any, uh, a bit of resentment about Punk getting the belt in the midst of, of, of Hangman's rise to main eventer, you could quell that by say by having a situation where, all right, Punk, you're not gonna, you're, we're not gonna put the title back on you. Mm-hmm. We'll keep you involved in interesting stories. Your mere presence is probably enough to 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 for you still be plus Delta. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll keep you. We'll we'll have you involved in interesting stories. We'll have you on TV, and if at a point it feels organic and right to insert you into the title picture, maybe we'll do that. But we're not gonna put the belt on you strictly because. We think we should for whatever reasons, because whatever benefit putting the belt on you is probably minimal compared to just having you there. No, I, I agree. I think the belt should be not yeah. even considered yeah. at this point. You know, you don't want to you, you don't want your champion potentially doing this kind of shit again, which is always possible when you bring CM Punk back. Yeah. Um, but uh, and there's no need for it. You, you know, you said this last time we talked about it. There's no need to put the title on Punk. I think. They probably saw it as a good idea at the time because everything was going great. Yeah, and he wasn't. I mean, as soon as he got the, the the title, he was injury prone. Yep. You know. Yep. Um. So uh, the latest on the meeting is so Sean Ross Sapp said about seven minutes ago that it was pushed back slightly from the start. It is now underway. Talent is not involved. Um. Take this for what you will. WrestleVote said source. This is three minutes after Sean said the meeting's underway. Russell votes claimed that the uh, the meeting has concluded with nothing of note taking place. Uh, meeting was conducted by Stephanie Nick Khan and Frank Riddick. Business as usual was the message. We'll keep uh, keep tabs on that as we get through the rest of the show. See if there's any more information. I guess we can start talking NXT. Um, it was kind of a weird show because it started off with two pretty fun matches he had Carmelo Hayes and Apollo Crews which was really 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 good oh well hold on by, by the way what? we've got a huge audience right now we've oh, got yeah. like over, we've got 1100 on YouTube wow if everybody if you can't just do us a favor 
hit that thumbs up. Triple H is going to be so bummed out when he calls in at the end of the show mm. that it'd be great if we if he was able to look at the likes and see 300 instead of 200. Yeah, that'd probably make, that'd probably make him feel a lot better. I think it'd make him feel a lot better, like shockingly. Like that would matter to him. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys can get us a 300. Because I wonder if you got his rest last night with all this going on. Sleep is very important. It is him. very important. I feel it like you probably important. didn't yes, get thank, much. Thanks for mentioning that. So anyways, I'm sorry. Please continue. So a, a weird episode of NXT last night. It started off, I thought, pretty strong with a really good match between Apollo Crews and Carmelo Hayes. And they followed that right up with a match between Axiom and Trick Williams, which right was a lot of fun. Yeah, Just good. bang, bang. The first half hour was all wrestling. And I was like, yes, this is when I feel like NXT is doing doing things right when they're telling stories in the ring mm -hmm, i kind of yeah. feel that way but any wrestling company yeah sure <laughs> and then we got a lot of talking for the rest of the show yeah angie's list is now angie and we've heard a lot of theories about why i thought it was an eco move fewer words less paper no it was so you could say it faster no it's to be more iconic must be a tech thing but those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, some good, some not so good. Um, but it just kind of really slowed the momentum of the episode as a whole. Um, I don't know if, if having a pretty lukewarm edition of the Grayson Waller effect as your main event segment was really the way to end things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that kind of felt like something more you didn't do at the top of the second hour. So New Year's Evil is next week, right? Yeah, it is. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Grayson Waller ended up on the the shit end of the stick. Yeah, against uh, Braun Breaker. Any chance Grayson Waller comes away with that title next week? I suppose it's possible. I mean, the whole the whole crux of that end segment was Grayson Waller's like, yes, I'm in Braun's head. I'm going to turn him back into the guy he was before he learned how to be champion and just yeah. be a hothead. Yeah, right. And so Braun comes in, and every little jab that Waller throws his way, Braun's like, oh, yeah, you're right. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. No, I can't argue with that. Yeah. Um, and Waller seems to get frustrated by it. He keeps needling and needling Braun. Braun eventually kind of snaps, punches Waller, hits him with the finish and leaves the ring so I, I this based on how they've booked Braun this isn't a, if you go back to the Dolph feud where Dolph kind of worked his way into making a triple threat and won the title that is, is this is Waller Waller's shown a propensity to be really annoying mm -hmm, yeah um, and is he gonna be the guy that's gonna be able to actually crack Braun to the same degree that he was more susceptible being cracked earlier in his career, I guess is the question. I mean, in that sense, it's a good opponent for Braun because if Braun ends up beating Waller next week, then it's like, oh, Braun's overcome that last real hurdle in terms of him learning how to be a champion. Yeah. Or if he doesn't, if Waller walks away with the belt, then, oh, Braun's not quite ready. Mm -hmm. Now we're on the story of how is Braun going to get the title back yeah yeah so 
Yeah, dude, I, I don't know. I mean, they could just debut Braun in the Rumble, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I they they have not done a very great job making Braun a compelling character. No. And, and I feel like, you know, I, I don't even, I'll be honest with you, I'm not even sure there's been a ton of thought into, you know, this is Braun's journey because there's just been so few twists and turns, you know? Um, him losing to Dolph, I thought, was kind of an interesting thing. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think they're they, if 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 Waller wins next week, there's simply it simply means that Braun is going to be moving on in a couple weeks here at the Rumble, um, because it's just it's and it's time. Like it's been a year. Like yeah. you gotta you you gotta you gotta start you know getting some getting some fresh faces with your with your titles. What's so going on we here? have a, a PW Insider write up about the all hands on deck this is what they have listed as highlights from the meeting they officially announced Vince was back on the board of directors uh, employees were told no changes to management or the responsibilities out at the time that Triple H, Steph, Nick Khan, Frank Riddick would all remain in their current roles um, it was also pushed that the move was a positive and made to give this is a quote uh, and made to give the company everything they needed to make the most of their future rights revenue sales and engage the market for potential sale of the company. The idea is they would be looking at potential sale offers ahead of any rights negotiations in case that would be of a greater benefit versus just selling the rights. It was also greatly emphasized that a sale may not happen and it should not be assumed it would. Final say would go to Vince. It was also mentioned that a possible avenue for the company would be taken private again. Oh God. If it was the best outcome for shareholders. That seems to be the thing these days. Elon Musk did the same thing with Twitter, and we see how great that's going. Um, let's just dive into it. We sure. had a kicked off with Carmelo Hayes versus Apollo Crews. Can't go wrong with a match like this. Oh, it's really good. These guys are absolutely terrific. In the end, of course, some distraction from Trick Williams ends up with uh, Apollo Crews basically just sort of... <laughs> It didn't. It really wasn't much of a distraction no. because Trick gets up on the apron. Apollo Cruz hits him with a, a clothesline, so Trick's out of the way, and then he he just turns to Carmelo and hits him with a move. Yeah. So it really didn't do much of anything no. in the end. Uh, Carmelo Hayes ends up getting that awesome, and I, I, he's got to find a new finish at some point because this whole like oh that's gonna kill his tailbone dropping on your tailbone. He hits the the top rope leg drop to the back of Apollo Cruz's head uh, to get the win here. But right after that happens. Axiom shows up out of nowhere, takes uh, both uh, Mellow and Trick out, and then uh, Mellow and Trick roll to the floor. Axiom hits them both a moonsault, puts a Trick back in the ring, and then they have a match. Yeah. We come back from commercial, they're in a match. Axiom versus Trick Williams. Uh, Axiom ends up getting the win here with his finish. Yeah. After the match, Trick grabs Axiom's legs. Uh, Mellow blasts him from behind. Mellow and Trick stomp on him a bunch. And then Apollo comes back out to make the save. Yeah. Um, let's take a break here because Vermilion here in, in Twitch chat asks, what exactly would going private means? That means that uh, essentially they would undo all the IPO business they did several years ago, buy back. Yeah, they'd have to buy back all the shares. All the shares so that Vince would have all the shares in the company yet again. So he wouldn't be subject to the typical oversights one would be for a public publicly held like, company was it 2001 2002 they went something like public that, yeah. something like that yeah yeah so basically they would just buy all the stock so that they're not a publicly traded company anymore. Yeah. usually a company will go public in order to raise funds yeah to you know better the company yeah for growth or investments or stuff like that yeah uh so after that uh the new day 
uh, give uh, pretty deadly a list of a bunch of stuff that they're going to need. It was Bossman's nightstick and yeah. The Rock's eyebrow. Yeah, were the two the two last items they wanted from it. Yeah. Um, uh, so Schism then walks in, and uh, Gibson, who sounds a lot more like Zach Gibson these days, yeah. uh, with his whenever he talks. He's like, uh, you know, you, you've talked to every other team other than us, and we know why. We're the biggest threat to your titles. And then Woods is like, no, we haven't talked to you guys because you look like extras from ta- checks, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And Kofi's like, yeah, man, we'd have to th- uh, we thought you guys have to get your permission slip signed by your daddy over there, pointing to Joe Gacy. Mm-hmm. So Gacy says, there's no chain of command in schism. From time to time, my friends turn to me for guidance, just like Woods and, uh, uh, and and Big E have turned to Kofi. And Gacy says the schism is a real family, unlike you. And Kofi's like, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. So we thought we had a problem with, I thought we had a problem with Grizzled Young Vets, but it's actually you we have a problem with, so why don't you take me on tonight in a match? And Gacy's like, I'd love to beat a former WWE champion and possibly the greatest tag team champion ever. Yeah. <sighs> Oh, this is I. This is great, right? No, this is terrible. This is kind of great. This no, is this, is, this is the '80s vigilante you wanted from Hard yeah, Justice. It's so poorly, well, it's so poorly done. That's though. right, Hard Justice. So it's uh, so we see stacks. Oh, by the way, we're at 350 likes now. That's amazing. Thank That's you. That's going to brighten Paul's you're really, day. You're really going to improve uh, Paul's uh, Paul's disposition. Absolutely. So uh, we're in a, we're in a dark room, like a single overhead light. Stacks is handcuffed to a chair. So then Jack walks in, and there's like a little tape player slash recorder. He puts the tape in and closes it's a cassette deck. Sorry, cassette deck, yeah. <laughs> he puts it in there. So Got this from Radio Shack. Yeah, That's I know. Right. I found the only Radio Shack still open. That's, That's right. right. So Stack says, uh, you, I bet you really regret how you barged into my locker room and spoke to me. And Stack says, essentially, you know, I do what the Don tells me to do. And Jack says, well, uh, I have my own way of handling business. You're looking at the new face of fear in NXT. Yeah, that's right. He says, <laughs> it's so redundant. He says, I got my own way of handling business. You want to talk about fear in NXT? I'm the face of fear in NXT. And then he punches Stacks right Whip in the guts. Yeah. So the Stacks tells Dijak, uncuff me and let's settle this in the ring. <laughs> just like they did in 80s action movies. Yeah, exactly. And Dijak says, yeah, that's right. I plan on it. This is just the beginning. And so he puts the key to the cuff on the table, takes the tape out of the tape tape deck, and leaves. So he had a cameraman filming this. What was the purpose of the tape deck? I have no idea. Cause it, was he playing music? No, no. Uh, was he recording the the what happened there? That's what I thought. But he's got it on on tape already. He's got it on camera. It's on his DVR. Yeah. Yeah. No. What's I, the point of the tape? I need it right now. It's going to take too long for them to. What's the it. point of the tape? I want to listen to it. It made no sense. I need a Walkman. I got a, I got a Walkman. Brand new Walkman, nine ninety nine. Got it off Amazon. Works like a charm. Gonna listen to it on my speed walk. That's right. Tape's only playing recorded. Seventy five percent speed though, so everything sounds a little slow. <laughs> I need new batteries. It's so. I need it needs a new this. motor on the inside, but I'm not I'm not that technically adept to replace it. That's right. I'm hard justice, not hard technological yes. justice. If that was the case, I'd be a, I'd be a member of the Geek Squad. <laughs> not. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I kill geeks. Uh, all right. Anyways, after that, I wasn't have, into it. Wasn't into it. I, you know what, dude? I liked it because there weren't like really problematic undertones. Oh, yes, I understand that, <laughs> and it is more in line with the '80s vigilante. Dude, he had a tape deck. <laughs> but it's it's like the least dramatic and interesting way to go about doing it. And yet, amazing! Come on, like I, dude, the the Dijak, the Hard Justice emote is back. He had a tape deck. Why did he tape this conversation? I don't know. I don't know. And it, it, it's beguiling and I don't like it. Oh, it's great. Now listen. Tape deck. 
Uh, after that, we had Drew Gulak ch- uh, training with Chase U. But no, uh, no, uh, no Andre. Chase no Andre, and no yeah. uh, was Duke there in the first place? Yeah, he was, was okay. He was there, yeah. So uh, and the, Hank Walker, <laughs> <laughs> he's there. Seth Rogen, <laughs> Andre Chase steps in. He's not happy. No, he's like, "What's going on here?" And Duke's like, uh, "We're looking to get more training in while you're grading papers." And he says, "Oh, I get it. Yeah, I get that Dempsey's hurt and Gulak can't wrestle me. Uh, can't wrestle him." And Gulak uh, uh, doesn't believe that Dempsey's hurt. Chase says Gulak can't put <clears throat> put uh, him in the ring without permission. Put his students in the ring. Without yeah, permission. he can't put those guys in the ring without my permission. And Gulak's like Gulak says, "I want to find out if your students are too soft, like Dempsey says." And Chase says, "And." And Gulak says, "Mixed results." And then uh, Duke uh, takes exception Chase gets, to those. Chase, yeah, Chase gets pissed off too. He's like, "Hey, what the hell were you talking about?" And then Hank steps in and says, "Hey, uh, <laughs> Gulak didn't mean anything. You guys want to get high." And then uh, Chase says, uh, nobody here in Chase U is soft. This was very interesting. This little bit here. Chase says, come on, everybody, let's go. Nobody moves until Duke says, come on, guys, let's get out of here. Then everybody takes mm-hmm. off. The little subtle under. How is it? This is like the most like uh, detailed storyline they've got going on. This right is now. arguably the best story in NXT right yeah. now. Uh, then we got Dijak. Yeah, that's right. Versus Stax. Of course, Dijak's going after Stax's rib because he punched him in the gut once. Yeah, he was in a chair. I put uh, him there. Yeah, I punched him in the gut once. Got a really powerful gut punch. What happened to the key? Swallowed it. Yeah, they never explained how Stax, with his hands cuffed behind a chair, was able to free himself. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because he can't, like, use his mouth to get the key and then somehow put his... It's, like, it's just not possible. I got those cuffs at Toys R Us. You can just break them. You just break them. So anyways, Dijak uh, wins with Feast Your Eyes. Looking for another one. Tony D comes to the ring to make the save. He gets on the mic and challenges Dijak to a match next week in New Year's Evil. That's right. That's right. Uh, after that, we have a, a club-goer Oro Mensa interview. He eased up on the club-going stuff in this interview, sadly. He says, in 2022, I got my feet wet. In 2023, I'm diving in head first, and it all starts with a win tonight. And then Javier Bardal, big body Javi, steps in. Says 2023 is going to be the year of Big Body Javi. And what better way to start out the year than by releasing the Big Body Javi Christmas album? And Mackenzie's like, uh, it's a little bit late for that, right? And Javi says, anybody can release a Christmas album during Christmas, but I'm not anybody. I'm Big Body Javi. And then he lists off some of the songs are all takes of standard Christmas yeah. holiday songs, yeah. but with Javi involved or exactly. Big Body involved. Exactly. So Oro says, yeah, that's kind of cringe. He says, after I'm done with you tonight, though, you're not going to be able to sing anymore. Then we got uh, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane come in the ring for a promo. Gigi's his toxic attraction. It was and, and forever will be the most dominant faction in NXT. It's 2023, 2022's in the past. Now this all eyes really are on us. It's a long segment. Watch us push the envelope even more. JC says this year it'll be myself and Gigi calling the shots. They don't do resolutions. They do revenge. They're distancing themselves. Yes, they are. Yeah. So eventually they, they get interrupt, interrupt, interrupted Sorry, by uh, Indy Hartwell. And she says, well, when Roxanne won the title, I thought that was the end of Toxic Attraction. But I don't mind finishing what she started. We need some new blood at the top of the vision. That starts with me. So Cora Jade's in the crowd. She goes, mm-hmm. oh, Indy, you're complaining again. No no wonder everybody left you. You don't deserve to be champ. I do. On the other side of the PC, you got uh, Nikita Lyons. And uh, she says, Cora, you claim to deserve the world. I deserve the kick in the face. Go to someplace else in the crowd. <laughs> Zoe yeah. Stark's there. And she's asking while well, Nikita's even out here. Um, and she says Roxanne's title range is going to be really short. Wendy Chu 
is elsewhere. She's also there, yeah. It says, Zoe, you're so angry. No one wants to see that. Elsewhere, Thea's in the crowd. Too says, many people, dude. This, she just says, oh, there's so many girls out here. Girl fight. So a huge brawl breaks out. Yeah. Alba Fire runs out to join in. She gets laid out by Isla Dawn from behind. They have their own side brawl. Yeah. The rest of the women's locker room empties out into the ring and everybody brawls. Everybody's mm-hmm. f- fighting. And then Roxanne Perez is on the platform. Yeah. Um, and says, hold on, everybody. You don't need to fight each other because next week we're going to have a battle royal. Winner faces me at Vengeance Day. So they all listen to her promo. They all get back to fighting. Yeah. yeah. And then we follow Alba and Isla as they're brawling backstage. They're supposed to have a match, but for some reason the refs want to get them in the ring before they start the match, even though it's like a no DQ. It's a New goes. Year's resolutions match. Extreme resolution. Extreme resolutions match. So they were trying to get them back to the ring, but they brawl a bunch first. It all ends in Alba putting Isla in a wheelbarrow. Wheeling her down to ringside. Uh, they get in the ring. Match starts. Um, and in the end of this, there's a lot of good back and forth. This match was pretty decent. In the end of this, uh, Alba puts Isla on a table that was set up ringside. Yeah. And Isla looks up at Alba and just smile, has like a bit of a smile on her face. Like, all right, go ahead, do it. The idea is like Isla's trying to push Alba to be more vicious, more yeah. violent, more brutal. So then Alba hits the swanton off the top on the table. The table doesn't break. So she has to hit a gory bomb through the table and then has to put her back in the ring to get the win. That swanton was gnarly. It was. Especially because that table did not break. So she just sort of skimmed off it and just landed. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It looked rough. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know where these two... Usually at this point, I'm like, where is this going to go from here? Uh, They're probably going to fight again. I would think so. (laughs) I think that this isn't over. Yeah. Even though you think think that an extreme resolutions match should be a blow-off. Yeah, I mean, based on the... The name of it, you think so? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, after that, we had a Grayson Waller interview. He said, "I spent the last ten days in Australia to manifest the inevitable." McKenzie doesn't, and McKenzie's like, "I don't know why you're so confident." This is Bron Breaker talking about. He's all about smarted Bron. New Year's Evil should be a kickwalk. Bron may have the dog in him. That doesn't make him immune to the Grayson Waller effect. And then we get a Creed Brothers into share video package. <clears throat> it was pretty cool. Yeah, this was really well done. I'm really pulling for into share. They're not going to win though. Bums me out because I really like them. You never know. Brutus might eat that pin. You think they got a shot here? I'd like to think so. Or like 70 30? Yeah, probably something like that. All right. Uh, then we get Oro Mensa versus Javier Bernal. Uh, Javi attacks Oro from behind during his entrance, so he has the advantage for a while, but he's looking for a power bomb. Oro reverses that into a backdrop, gets all his offense in, hits his finisher to get the win. <laughs> <laughs> it, was ba- it was literally a match of two halves. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, after that, we had Briggs, Jensen, and Fallon backstage. For some reason, uh, Jensen's like, yeah, 2023 is going to be our year. Well, Fallon got the bar, that's why. She got the bar, but I know. She got the bar in the match, so that's good. And Briggs like, yeah, now that we've got the bar situation fixed, no thanks to them, really. Because remember, they were like, we're going to figure something out. We're going to put our heads together, and nothing ever came They out. never did anything. <clears throat> uh, they're like, Fallon, you can go on and win the Battle Royal and win the women's title. And then Kiana steps in, and they're like, hey, what are you doing here? She's like, no, look, man, I'm just saying congratulations on the win. You got the bar. Uh, I'm going to hold up my end of the deal, and I'll see you in the Battle Royal. Meanwhile, Jensen's getting super bricked up. Yeah. She says, I'll text you. Uh, Then we have Andre Chase versus Drew Gulak. Uh, Chase puts uh, Drew in a figure four. Uh, Gulak gets to the bottom rope, and they get up, and Chase extends his hand as I'm like, hey, good job. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a good sporting match. Uh, Gulak slaps him mm-hmm. and this starts hitting a bunch of shots on Chase hits a body slam puts on the Gulak to get the win and Hank Walker afterwards is like you don't have to do it like that because he wasn't let go yeah. of the, the Gulak the Gulak, yeah, Gulak after that, the bell yeah. rings yeah. The, it's like a dragon sleeper type thing 
uh, yeah, he wasn't letting go. He was all jacked up, too. Uh, after that, we had a Wesley interview. Basically, he said, uh, how about this? Tony D'Angelo, Dijak, y'all are both just going on and on about stuff. Uh, how about you guys fight? I'll hang out ringside, have some popcorn, and then whoever wins that match could be number one contender. That's right. And then we had Kofi versus Joe Gacy. You think they're going to have uh, Dijak's going to win that, right? Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah, that's right. Big push for hard justice. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm gonna I'm gonna tape the entire thing with my uh, beta cam. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Or one of those uh, v- those uh, video home v- uh, video cameras where you have the camera and then you have the recording apparatus over your shoulder. Right back there. You see that yep. picture of my dad? Yep. That's the one. <laughs> that got, thing was so heavy, man. I know. You got a VCR you had to carry. You have an entire like briefcase yep. VCR. Yep. That's yeah. what he's going to use. Uh, then we had Kofi versus Joe Gacy. This was a pretty fun match. Oh, man. Plane's about to take yeah, off here. Laptop's about to take off. Uh, Kofi gets the win here, uh, even though uh, uh, Schism tries to get involved. Uh, Woods was on commentary. Um, he steps up to uh, Grizzled Young Veterans, distracts him so Kofi can take him out with a tope. And then Gacy's looking for uh, Uranagi. Kofi escapes that. Hits Trouble in Paradise for the win. Man, we got 400 likes now. Triple H, I, I think he's going to be over the moon. I think he's going to be so excited. We just got to get through the rest of NXT, and then we're going to talk about Impact for a little bit. Yeah. And then... and then We're almost done with NXT, because we got Hank Walker and Gulak backstage, and that's when Hank was like, hey, you didn't have to hold them in the submission for so long. You didn't long. have to do that. Dude. It's like, you're the fucking student. Shut up. And then Charlie Dempsey steps in. Says next. Taking he says my arm's fine. Next week it's on, and then Gulak says, Gulak says, "Yeah, next week Hank Walker is going to be ready, and he's going to rip that arm out of the socket." <laughs> I'm just sort of curious for chat. How loud is that laptop? I mean, GT Racer says Larson's laptop is on fire. Do you want to just use my screen here for notes? No, it's fine. Okay, all right. Uh, so we got uh, pretty deadly now. We got the pretty deadly segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So they basically told the new day, hey. We've done everything you've asked us to. This last one's impossible. And then uh, Prince is like, we've done, we're done jumping through hoops for us. We're the best for you guys. We're the best tag team in NXT. And they're like, we're the tag champs. That yeah. says we're the best. Yeah. And so Pretty Deadly offers this. We're going to run the gauntlet. We're going to take on three teams. We're going to beat them all. Yeah. Can that get us a title shot? And they're like, cool. Yeah. Good job. Uh, then we had Grayson Waller effect with Braun Breaker. We talked about the head of the show. Fucking Grinder said he was vacuuming. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's a very powerful laptop. Uh, <laughs> uh, and we went through it before. As Waller was trying to, to, to get Braun to lose his cool, and Braun wasn't having it till the end when Waller pretty much says, uh, he's an, Braun was an overrated champ, stole your dad's gimmick. And even then, Braun, he gets in his face, in Waller's face, says, I don't give a damn what you say. And he turns to leave. And Waller starts to talk again. Then Braun just turns around, punches him, hits him with his finish, grabs Waller fo- Waller's phone as Wa- Waller rolls to the floor. And then holding Waller's phone, sort of like what Logan Paul did at, uh, at Crown Jewel, hits that tope out of the ring on, on Waller while holding Waller's phone. Because the whole yeah. idea is, Waller, you go viral, but yeah. you don't win. You know, Right, yeah. So you go viral, you get the viral moment, but you're still going to walk out empty-handed. That's mm-hmm. the Grayson-Waller effect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also had an Impact Wrestling. Uh, this was not the go-home nope. to Friday the 13th, Heart to Kill. That's nope. going to be Thursday the 12th. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. It's on Thursdays. Before, yeah. uh, but they, they, they did set up a ton of matches. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be honest with you, 
That Bully Ray segment was like the first one in this entire Bully Ray pr- story that you're into that I actually really liked. It's I thought it's I, because of Scott Demore. Yeah, I know it's because of Scott Demore, but also Bully just sitting there and Bully like you know responding to him. I thought was really strong stuff, and then they put him through a table. Yeah. Yep. Plus yep. we had dancing moves. Yeah, that was pretty solid. Um, kicked off with Masha versus Taylor Wilde. Deonda Prazzo's on commentary as this is all a prelude to the number one contender match happening at Hard to Kill. And uh, Masha surprisingly took the L here. So she... Uh, is headed to NXT. Who knows? Yanks. Uh, Taylor. But Taylor's got this new gimmick where like she's into the occult or something like that. She kind of yanks uh, Taylor across the top rope and goes and talks some shit and spits at Deanna at yeah. commentary. Yeah. And that, enough, that distraction was enough so that when she got back in the ring, Taylor could just roll her up to get the win. And afterwards, Masha goes over to Dave Penzer, grabs him by the collar. Security is over there to try to break it up. And then Masha hits him with a, a, a back fist and a snowplow. Yeah, I didn't like Masha losing. Mm-mm. I don't care what the circumstances are. I don't like it. They did such a great job building her up. I know. And then she takes two like really, really hard-fought losses against Jordan Grace and, and she, she gets, gets rolled, rolled up, up here. I know. It's Come on of, now. What's going lame. on here? It's kind of lame. Uh, well, maybe they maybe they filmed this after or they conceived of this after. Because, you know, they got that crazy taping schedule. Yeah. After Sc- Scott Demore went through the table, he's laid out. And so somebody else took over the booking here. I, I guess if you want to try to. Sure. Probably not the way. No, it probably not. After that, we had a Sammy Callahan promo. He says, every week I think I'm done with the design, but I still get jumped. The design may have killed off Eric Young, but he's not. The, he's the one who softened him up, but I'm the one who softened him up. Death Machine wants the design, but does the design want the Death Machine? I want an answer by the end of the night. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Let me get a Rich Swan promo here. He says, hey, Steve Macklin, you really want that Impact title, but uh, coming from a former champ, you're not going to get there by winning by count out. So, let's have a false count anywhere match at Hard to Kill. What do you say? Now, you'd think Macklin should win this, but it's impact. They do weird things sometimes. They do like do have weird Rich things. Swan beat Steve Macklin, a guy they, that should be building up right now. They do do weird things sometimes. Man, after that, we had uh, X Division action. Black Taurus versus the alternative, Anthony Green. He's the best thing in wrestling. He's got, well, that's what he says. Oh, all right. He's got two different catchphrases. He's the alternative Anthony Green, but he's also the best thing in wrestling. All right. If you're the alternative, she, I mean, wouldn't you alter your catchphrase to be like, I'm the other best thing that's in wrestling? That's what I was going to say, the other best thing. <laughs> I'm the alternative. Whoever you think is the best thing, I'm the other. He's workshopping. He's yeah. workshopping, yeah. seeing what's going to work. I guess that's, you know, that's one that's one point of going to impact. Yeah. Uh, beating Black Taurus is not part of the workshop, though, no, because he lost. he lost. Destination Hellhole is probably my new favorite finish. Pretty great move. It's amazing. It's pretty great. This dude cranked his neck so hardcore on that pile driver. Yeah. Uh, afterwards, Trey Miguel, who now is just spray paint happy. I think it's been a couple of weeks since I've seen Impact. Same. The holiday break, like, we didn't really cover no, we Impact. we didn't really cover it at all. And so now Trey Miguel, his thing is like, uh, oh, prepare for landing, everybody. There we go. Making our powering down, making our descent into uh, uh, a call with Paul. So Trey Miguel just likes to spray paint things. Yeah, he spray painted his title. Yeah. And then he spray painted the alternative. Yeah. Uh, And I guess maybe he's going to spray paint uh, Black Taurus. Well, that's what he did when he won the title. It was spray paint. Oh, that's right. So he's already done that. So that means uh, Taurus is due for a win here. Yeah. Uh, So then we had Kenny King. He's in Montreal, and he walks into what is supposed to be Speedball Mike's Bailey's gym. Um, But 
no speedball. He's not there. So one of speedball's students say, hey, get out of here, Kenny King. Kenny laughs it off and proceeds to destroy all of Speedball's students. Including Marvell, who's in chat right now. I, I, I'm pretty sure, because Marvell earlier said, I was in this segment, I was the guy wearing all black. And I think he was the guy who got the girl chucked yeah, at yeah, him. Yeah. And then he was super kicked into slamming her. Oh, that's amazing. So that's Marvell right here in chat. That's super cool. Marvell, next time, if somebody throws a woman at you, maybe like turn away or something or, or try to block that, that kick yeah, somehow. Yeah. Yeah, because you you inadvertently slammed her. You gave her a body slam on the floor. Um, Mike Bailey wasn't happy about what just happened, and challenges Kenny King to a uh, pit fight. No ropes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's what knockout, submission, or ref stoppage or something. Right. Yeah. I think it's like blood. This is like blood sport. Yeah. Yeah. That should be good. Yeah. Uh, then we got Jonathan Gresham versus Ernest R. Anthony. Jonathan Gresham l- literally twisted. Ernest R. Anthony into a pretzel. Yeah, it was pretty great. So he somehow managed to trap both his arms and and twist his leg back mm-hmm. and then leverage all that mm-hmm. into a pinning combination to get the win. Yeah. It was something else. Oh, he says he wasn't that guy. Okay. That's oh. the main guy. I remember I thought he was wearing black. Gotcha. Um, anyways, you can tell your friend next time, you know, don't slam her into the ground. Uh, yeah, I love the name Ernest R. Anthony. It's a good name. Very, very happy with that name. I think I put in the little scroll here. I put uh, Ernest goes to wrestling school. Oh. Because his name is Ernest. Ernest. Hey, hey, what was his friend's name? Vern. Hey, Vern. Hey, Vern. Hey, Vern. I'm fighting Jonathan Gresham today. Anyways, uh, after that, we had uh, Tasha Steeles and Savannah backstage. Tasha's like, how are we going to get the tag titles? We keep on losing. Savannah's like, yeah, we did lose. And Tasha's like, what does that mean? And then Giselle and Jai Vidal step up. And Shaw's like, hey, I heard you want to beat the Death Dolls, but to do that, you're going to need some help. And Tasha's like, dude, you never help any of your teams. Everybody just loses when you're on there. Your teams always break up. And Shaw's like, maybe I was just teaming with the wrong people. You guys are having issues. Adding me to the team would be a positive. And uh, Tasha's like, yeah, your math isn't adding up. Because she did this weird like double negative thing. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It was kind of confusing. Uh, Shaw says, in the numbers games, you're never going to beat the Death Dolls. If you add me and Jai, we'll be up one. And then Evans asks, okay, well, what do you got in mind? And yeah. they start commiserating. Yeah, they huddle up, essentially. Yeah. Uh, then we got a Diener promo. So Sammy wants to join the design, but in order to do that, you need to realize your purest form. Your identity identity needs to be stripped away, but that's a long, difficult, and violent process. We can start that next week when we cut your hair. Mm-hmm. But if you set a trap, realize you're walking into a den of vipers. In the end, you don't choose to be a part of the design. The design chooses you. Yeah. Uh, this next part was pretty great. Uh, it was Moose. And the weird is probably like this feud is even weirder than Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight. Yeah, in a lot of ways. It's two, it's two like acts that are just completely opposites. Yeah. Joe Hendry and Moose. So Moose comes out, says, I've done a lot of bad things to be the guy in Impact at Hard to Kill. Joe Hendry gets a taste of what those bad things are. Joe just got here a few months ago. Now he walks around smiling and singing, and I understand why. He's never been through true adversity. Everything's been handed to him. The difference between me and Joe is that I've done anything and everything to get to the position I'm in now. At Hard to Kill, I'm going to be your first adversity because I'm going to take that digital media championship off your waist, wipe that stupid smile off your face. I'm going to take you to hell and back and have a lovely time doing it. This job is going to be so easy. I don't want to wait for Hard to Kill. And I learned to get a fight with Joe Hendry. All I got to do is say his name and he appears. And then Joe Hendry appears on stage. 
And uh, he says, there's nothing. So that was like a really effective promo for Moose. It's yeah, very yeah. serious, yeah. very dramatic, very yeah. dangerous. But then Endry shows up and he's like, there's nothing worse than a grumpy Moose because I'm hearing the same cry for help that I heard from before. You're talking about a hero, then a villain, then a scumbag. But that's not the real Moose. This is the real Moose. And he cuts to a video package uh, of a really poorly put together video. Intentionally poorly put Intentionally together. Intentionally poorly put together. It looked bad because it was supposed to because for comedy effect of Moose dancing. So there's been various times in his career yeah. when he's done like a little dance here or there and he cuts those all together and it's just all about dancing Moose. It's a song of music video set to the same tune as the Joe Hendry yeah. video. Yeah. Uh, and so it just sort of makes fun of Moose dancing and he's like, okay, Joe, you got me. I believe... I believe that it's hard to kill. I'm going to stick my boot straight up your ass. And after the night is over, no one's going to believe in you. Now play my music. But instead, the truck plays uh, the dancing moose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let me get two video packages. A really well uh, put together Mickey James video package. uh, Highlighting basically her entire career. Uh, This is really effective. Yeah, this was great. In terms of telling Mickey's story from the very beginning. Um, Yeah, it it, it was really, really good. Really, really good. And then we got a Don West memorial. This was nice too. It was. Yeah. Um, it was it, again really well put together. Um, our main event match was Matt Cardona versus Chris Saban. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saban gets the win here, uh, hitting a Insigiri and a Cradle Shock. And then our main event segment though is Bully Ray coming to ringside. He grabs a mic, puts a chair in the ring, wants to know where Josh Alexander is at. I want Josh Alexander in the ring. I'm not leaving until I have a world champion in front of me. Instead, uh, Scott Demore comes out. Yes, and he sort of goes on this long thing about. Um, so he says, especially he's saying people deserve a second chance. Yeah, he says, you know what? I didn't like who I was when I left this company twelve years ago. A couple of years, five years ago, uh, they asked me to come back, and I saw it as a way to rewrite uh, my history, and that's why I gave you a second chance. Yeah, because I thought that maybe, just maybe, you were looking for an opportunity to rewrite uh, your career. He says, but here's the thing: you didn't. You didn't change. And so now I go back to my family. If Josh Alexander loses, he still goes back through that curtain, gets all the respect from all those people, goes Mm -hmm. home to his beautiful family. Even if you leave world champion, you're still a sad, pathetic, lonely man because you go to another hotel room and have to hear that creepy sound of that lock when it clicks behind you, which is a great little detail. I really like that. It was well done. And Bully's just sitting there the entire time, just listening, listening, listening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then he says, you know what? You're wrong because if I win... I'm impact champion. Yeah. Which is all that matters to him. Yeah. Um, and, and then, uh, and then he's like, what are you going to do? Scott, you're going to, you're going to slap me. You're going to slap me. Cause it gets really heated. Yeah. And so Scott Tamori takes off his jacket and he's really thinking about it. He's basically not going to do it. And then he's like, you know what? I try to set an example here for the people in the back, but right now I don't want to be that example. And he fucking decks. Yeah. Bully Ray. He does. Bully Ray backs up into the corner. He's like, oh, man. Well, Bully Ray doesn't attack him. The two cronies do. Skyler and uh, Hotch. Hotch. They come down there. They hold up Scott Demore, And then Bully Ray attacks him. They get a table out. Whoopa. Powerbomb through it. Powerbomb through the table. I thought it was a really, really it was, effective. It was a pretty well done segment for Bully to get that last, some a little bit more heat. Oh, man. Before heat. hard to kill. Heat. Yeah. Uh, let's answer some questions uh, before we dive into our call with Triple H, which I know everybody's very yes. much looking yeah. forward to. I'm, I'm interested to see how this this, this happens, too. Absolutely. Uh, I got a lot of questions here, starting off with, and if we've addressed, so this is on the Patreon, patreon.com yes. forward slash Stephen Larson. Uh, we get a recap 
uh, question threads for all the episodes on the Patreon. Um, starting with uh, Blake Whitehouse. We've sort of gone over this, but we'll go over it again. The report says Vince just wants to be executive chair. What's the difference between that and CEO? Uh, executive chair is just you're the head of the board of directors. You don't have any control over the day-to-day operations of the company, which the CEO has. It's like big picture stuff. Yeah. Uh, Flame Inc. here of the Super Chat says, I'll, I will stop watching WB until he does. I guess maybe Vince leaving says, I'm tired about all this. New Japan world, here I come. Oh, there you go. New Japan's got good stuff, man. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Ben Aberly says, uh, do you think Vince will be back in charge of creative before Mania? Doubtful. And maybe that's me being optimistic. But I'd I, like I doubt to it. think not. I'd yeah. like to think not. Um, Mario Cisneros here uh, with the super chat says I've missed so many of the live videos due to time differences being in Australia hope you boys are well and hoping Grayson wins the NXT championship his heel work has been amazing yeah Steve's rooting for it oh absolutely uh, let's see here uh, Luis Reza says with Vince back on the board do you see any non in ring plans changing uh I mean, this is kind of entering, but again, him being big picture, if that is his intention, I mean, I was going to say, you know, maybe the recruitment process would go back to being next in line types, but if it's, if he's not doing day to day stuff, I don't see that changing either. Yeah, no. I mean, if anything changes, it's going to be the deals that are made for their licensing yep. rights. Yep. And now, it, it, I guess the the real thing is: is he going to flex that leverage into trying to procure himself more control? Well, post new yeah. Deal? Here's a good question, though. Wizard of Smoke says, with Vince strong arming himself back into the business, do you think this will affect the ability of WWE to sign Sasha, Naomi, FTR? Even if Vince doesn't come back to creative. This is probably a warning sign, a red flag to yeah. people who are like, oh, man, Vince was gone. I want to go back to WWE now. I don't know that's going to be the case because at any moment he could be like, oh, exactly coming back to creative. Exactly. exactly. Until it seems you know, pretty certain that Vince is gone. Yeah, anybody who has any pause or had any pause about WWE that might have thought, okay, maybe I'll, I'll consider them as a destination now that Triple H is in charge. They're going to have to double th- think again about that. I would think that it would take a fairly extensive period of time where it's obvious as day that Vince is not interested in heading creative, mm-hmm. is simply there for big picture. It would have to be a while for people to be like, okay, it seems stable. He's not going to, there's no desire yeah. for him to come back to creative. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. Time War says, tell me it's worth buying tickets to Money in the Bank. Yeah, man. Heck yeah. Yeah, even if Vince is in charge, Money, it's always a fun show. Yep. Uh, let's see here. We've already talked about that. That's hard to say. Um, <laughs> I kind of like the specific Caleb. So are you guys excited for Roman and Brock to start feuding again? <laughs> There's more tractors involved. It might be interesting. Uh, Tokane 87 says, do you think Vince has seen the effect that his absence has had on locker room morale, audience opinions, and staff in general? Has Vince seen it? Has he seen it? Has he read the Fightful article? I doubt he has considered it uh, for a millisecond. I don't think he has either. Uh, Let's see here. Answered that already. Well, kind of. Yeah, I mean, Carl Heyman says, do you think Vince coming back will affect Mercedes Monet returning to WWE? Yeah. Yeah, I think it will. Yep. Um, 
David Matuchek says, since Vince is back in WWE, what would be a telltale sign that he is in charge on television? So let's say we don't get any word. I mean, I, we would get something from yeah. Fightful saying, yeah, oh, yeah, Vince yeah, is, yeah, you know. Because yeah, there would be changes in the in the creative structure. Yeah, we, All we'd hear is this. Fightful will have a report. Vince is backstage. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Otherwise, he's going to be doing stuff from his office. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like this one. Louis says, if WWE were to recreate Austin's feud with Booker where they fight in a different in different places, like the supermarket, mm-hmm. who would you put in and where would they fight? LA Knight and Bray Wyatt. That's good. And they'd fight... Uh, At a swap meet. Oh, that's good. I like that. At a swap meet. Uh, let's see here. All right. So we talked about everything else. All right, man. So, just want to get you geeked up here. I'm fine. I'm ready to go. 464 likes. I've got plenty of paperwork to go do. Okay, so you got to step out, right? So go ahead and step I'm out. I'm going to step out. I'm going to step. But you know, I got the the Zoom thing here. You're you're a new. You've got the. It's going to be interesting watching you step engine. out when you have to walk behind me to step out. Well, no, I got a. There's no door over there. Yeah, dude. There's no. I mean, I'm going to go. I'm going to go around behind the camera over there. That's not. Mm. I'm going to go. Under. Mm. <laughs> oh, just it's all good. Here we go. All right. Man, you hear that cat of mine grow? Yeah, that's pretty loud. Look at her little arms are on the ta- on the pillow. It's so cute. All right, here we go. Hello, 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 God. Hi, uh, How you doing? Oh, what? When's the last? When's the last time? When's the last? Let me ask something, Steve. Yeah. When's the last time you got no sleep whatsoever? It's probably our last twenty-four hour stream last oh, year. Oh my god, it's an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Uh, How are you holding up? Not good. Mm. I'll be honest with you. Have you ever been hit with a sledgehammer? Mm-mm. Well, I finally know what it's like. After all this, you can call it karma. Call it whatever you want to call it. After all this time. Through all this time, I finally know what it's like to be hit with a sledgehammer. Uh, well, yeah. I'm sorry, Triple H. We were we were rooting for you. We were hoping that you would have a good chance to to impart your vision on WWE main roster, yeah. and hopefully, it's you still can. I, you know, I don't. I'm not. I'm not optimistic. Uh, it might be game over for the uh, game. Uh, I'm you know, so sleepy. I'm I so tired. Really hoping it'd be your time. Your uh, time. Your time. Give me my time. Not my time. No, no, no. Right, sorry, I thought. I've got no chance at all. Do you just need, uh, you just need to go take a nap? I'm ugly crying right now. I know you can't tell because it's the Zoom call and it's just got the one picture right there. But I'm ugly crying right now. Uh, Game has tears running down his cheeks. My rosy cheeks. I've got tears running down them. Uh, very sad right now. Very sad. I just want to pedigree everything. Is there anything I, that 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 we can do here at Going and Raw to help cheer you up? Yeah, you let's start plotting his downfall. Uh, Who's? Yeah, Vince's yeah, uh-huh. dad. Let's start plotting. How much arsenic do you have? Wow. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the end game. End game for Vince. Well, I thought maybe we'd sing a song, buy five more Beyblades from you, something like now that. Now, listen, this idiot, he likes to have ketchup with a steak. How about we put a little bit of arsenic in his ketchup? Oh, my gosh. That's right. Put it in the Heinz. Put it right there. And then he'll be all stumbly around and be like, oh, I'm feeling I mean, really bad right now, Triple H. And then I'll be like, pedigree bang. Can I ask you something? Yeah, question. Does, does Vince like ketchup or catsup? 
I don't. This is not the time. Okay, I've got I've got tears coming down my rosy cheeks. Not happy about this right now. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Is there anything else we can do short of 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 an Agatha Christie plot? Yes, there is. Yes, absolutely. What's that? Absolutely, Beyblades. They just need you to buy a whole lot of Beyblades. I, I can I can I can say five more right now, but otherwise I got I got to talk. Can you add a zero to the end of that? I can't do that. Add right a zero. Now. I'm, I'm crying, ugly crying. I'm sorry. I'm crying. It's the first thing he said to me when he came back was suck it. It made me sad because that's my catchphrase. Did he, uh, he cross chop you too? Or did he you? did. He oh, does wow. it so poorly too. It's so bad. I can imagine like where's He's the next He's got box, no right? rhythm. Don't interrupt me. Don't interrupt me. Yeah, where's the next box? Uh, He's got no rhythm whatsoever. It's really disconcerting, and yeah. his dinkus was out too. Oh my god! Yeah, the bad culture is tough as back. Uh, it's an HR nightmare. He was doing the helicopter aid oh and all. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Alright, Chip, let me the best thing is. Yes, yeah. Don't interrupt my crying. You're making me even sadder just with your old grizzled face. Just it's just not appealing to me. It's go. All right. I'll let you go. You look like a professor who discovered the Atlantis. Oh, God. Let you go and get some rest. Alright, try, try to have a I don't want to go. I want you to hug me digitally. Can you digitally hug me? Sure. Can you, there we go. That's a good hug. It makes me feel better. There we go. I'll pat you on the back, too. Yeah. It's going to be all right. That's, it, that's, that's, that's nice. That's such a nice pat on the back right there. I just wanted to tell my stories and character. That's what I wanted I know. to do. We were looking forward to it. Oh, my God. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. You were all right. Back. You were, you were How did it go? Was he crying? Super crying? What do you think? Were there tears falling down his rosy cheeks? Well, tell me what you heard. I don't know. I was in the other room. No, I mean, to go to the other room, you have to walk behind me. I know. I went that. down there. You didn't see because you're not very observant. I am very observant. Yes, he, he, yes, he was, was crying. Yes, he was crying. Did you try to comfort him at all? I gave him, He asked for a, a virtual hug, and I gave him a virtual hug and patted him on the back and told him, I hope everything works out and that we're rooting for him. Well, that's very nice of yeah. you. That's good. Right on. Wow. Was it like ugly crying? Like yeah. slobbering? I mean, it's yeah. this, this still on, on Zoom. Well, but you can hear it, face. But yeah, it was, it, yeah, it was, it sounded like ugly crying. Oh, wow. Man. What a drag. So, what a drag for Triple H. Wow. You know, yeah, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see how things shake out, you know? Here's the thing. It's all about the game and how you play it. I feel like Triple H knows how to play the game. Just hope it's not game over. Yeah, I know. Hopefully it still is his time. You know, there's always arsenic in the ketchup. You can always that's, do that. That's exactly what Triple H said, too. You can always try to do that. That's a standard thing, though. You never seen that Hitchcock movie where they use arsenic in the no, ketchup? No, that was not a Hitchcock movie. Killer Eyes. You've never heard of Killer is, Eyes? That, is that going to be the plot for Knives Out 3? The Hitchcock movie. I never saw I haven't seen the second oh, one. Oh, you haven't seen Glass Onion yet? I hear it's lovely. It's all right. All right. It's not as good as the first one. So, everybody, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for hanging out. We appreciate it. Uh, and then uh, we'll be back uh, whenever we're going to be back on yes. Monday. Yeah. So we'll talk to you guys. Anything else that I'm missing here? No, I think that's it. All right. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. 
The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.